Welcome to season two of the Power Hour, brought to you by Chelan County PUD. Episode one was recorded live on February 2nd, 2022. Subscribe to the Power Hour and never miss an episode. I'm your host, Lacey Stockton. Let's dive in. Hello, Chelan County. We are here. We're live. We had a couple technical difficulties because that's how live streaming works. But I am super excited. Today we're talking about Bills, Bills, Bills. We even have a 1999 song for you with that very title. I know, it's exciting. So Frank Sanchez, Customer Account Specialist at Chelan County PUD is here to answer all of your questions about high bills, low bills, does anyone really call about those? Uh, And all of our rates and things like that. Welcome to season two of the Power Hour. Hey Frank, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you now. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) it's been a struggle. <laughs> but yeah, I see you and I hear you. So how how is everything going? It's going great. How about you? How you doing? I'm doing all right. Can you tell me just a little bit about what you do at the PUD? I um yes, of course. I am a customer uh, account specialist. Uh, I've been here for almost four four years. Uh, it's been uh, you know it's a, a lot to learn, uh, but the main thing. Uh, main thing I do is take care of the customers to make sure everyone's happy and doing it in a nice and pleasant way, I guess. So that's what I do. All right, cool. And and how is the happiness in the customer department these days? Uh, well, you know, it's this time of the year uh, when we get calls, obviously we get a mix of everything, right? But at the end of the call, uh, we want to make sure every customer is happy with you know what what information we gave them and what we are doing. So that's the ultimate goal. And so you can you know you can obviously hear smiles on the phone. So we want that you know we want to get that across you know to have to have a pleasant uh, customer experience. That's the that's the goal. And, uh, and to answer the questions, uh, also obviously as a main priority, answer those questions and make sure they're they're happy. So, that's yeah, fine. no, for sure. I know it, it's hard when December, January bills start coming in because we're we're a heat dominant place, and so with electric heating, that's when the bills start to go up. Which we have some customer questions um, that people have sent in before. If you are listening and you have a question for Frank about bills or rates or any of that, drop them into the chat. We can see them on YouTube and Facebook, and he's happy to answer those for you. Um, Before we start, though, I'm going to be a big jerk, and I'm just going to steal the mic from you, Frank. Uh, I I was looking at customer questions that had come in, and a lot of them were related to sort of like our rate structure and where what are our rates and why is my bill high? And I just wanted to do a very quick primer because I get really excited about data and just share where Chelan County PUD's bills kind of fall in line with other bills. Is that cool with you? Of course. Okay. I, I even have a presentation, like a little uh-huh. presentation with graphs and stuff, which please don't turn off. I promise you it'll be, it'll be an exciting presentation. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let me share my screen. You got some popcorn too? I know, I know. You could just chill out for this one, dude. Like, unless unless you want to, you know, unless you want to like give your two cents. But um, I I will see you in just a few to answer customer questions. And we're going to chat 
rates and bills right now. Okay. Okay, this is infinite thing. Let me switch over here. You can see my whole screen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is my first time presenting. Da da da. Here we go. Awesome. Okay, so I wanted to just take a minute and miss, uh, bust some myths about our rate structure because I've been reading y'all's comments and I think we just wanted to deep dive a little bit into how this works. Okay, so the amount on your bill is a function of two things. Our rates, which in case you were wondering, we pay $3, uh, three cents, 3.2 cents a kilowatt hour. And we multiply that by how much energy you use. So if you use a lot more electricity times 3.2 cents, you're gonna pay more. If you use a very small amount of electricity times 3.2 cents, it's going to be very small. Okay, let's start here. Let's talk about rates. You might be wondering how much does electricity cost? Well, it depends where you live, okay? The average in the US is about 13 cents. The Washington state average is about 10 cents. And here in Schlenk County, like I mentioned, we pay 3.2 cents, which is amazing. And this is how it compares. We have some friends up in Alaska, uh, sorry, up in Hawaii that pay actually over 30 cents a kilowatt hour. And we are, we are way down there. We have the second lowest rates of any U.S. utility. And if you're wondering who is the lowest rate, it's where I live in Douglas County. Okay. But we still love you. And they're really close. Okay. So your rates at 3.2 cents are the second cheapest rates in the entire United States. Pretty amazing. Let's talk about bill amounts. You might be wondering, how does the average annual bill in Chelan County compare? Well, we have the fifth lowest average bill of any U.S. utility. The other four utilities whose bills are lower are in places like California and a little bit further south, and they actually have higher rates. They have rates of like 8, 10, 12, and another 10 cents per kilowatt hour. So really what you can see is that our bills actually in Washington state are the lowest on average of any utility. We even beat Douglas County. I know, it's kind of crazy. They have lower rates, but they use more energy, okay? So that brings up this other part, okay? We've got super low rates. We have pretty low bills, lowest in the state. Let's talk about how much energy we use, that other big factor. Okay, this is where things get a little bit wiggly, okay? We use the third highest amount of electricity in our homes out of any other utility, okay? You see county actually uses the most electricity in their homes on average, and that's why their bills are higher than Inchland County, even though their rates are a hair lower, okay? Kootenai, that's up by Canada. Let's give them a little bit of a break. So that's, this, is, this is really the biggest lever that we have. Our rates are throttled way down. We pay less than it costs to actually generate and deliver the power that we have. Okay, our rates are subsidized. So when Chilean PUD goes out and we sell energy, we bring that money back and we buy our rates down super low. So you don't even pay how much it costs to actually create and deliver the energy. But we could conceivably use a little bit less. And I was actually curious about this. These are 
um, all the different utilities, the average amount of energy that the homes use by utility, and then the price. And you can see that the cheaper the electricity, generally the more electricity is used. Now, part of this could be that people, you know, if their electricity is super expensive, maybe they're using gas um, heating and things like that. I don't know what the full story is here, but there's definitely a trend, okay? If you have cheap rates like we do, we just be using our energy, okay? And then when you start getting down like Grant, Benton, Avista, which serves Spokane, and our friends down in the city of Ellensburg, their rates are slightly higher, but they use almost like half as much energy as we do. So these are similar climates, but they use less electricity. All right, let's go back to this bill amount. So our electric rates are low, the amount of energy, that electricity, that's kind of our lever. The median home in Chelan County uses $650 worth of electricity a year. And you might be saying, yeah, but I'm paying like $300 for the last two months on my energy bill. Yes, that's because about 43% on average of your entire annual bill is for heating. And I don't know about you, but I imagine around New Year's when it was like minus 20 degrees, they probably used a fair amount of heat. And that's why your bills are going up in winter. Now this one, I don't want you to get scared here, but this red line is the median. Half of all of our homes use less than $650 a year in electricity. Half of our homes use more than $650 of energy a year, okay? And this third quartile nonsense, that's data speak for 75% use less and 25% use more. So if you know how much you spend on your electricity bills per year, you can figure out where you are here. If you're spending more than like eight or 900 bucks, you're in some of the top users in Chelan County and we totally are here to help you lower your electricity use so you can bring your bill down closer to that median and even below. You might be thinking, does it matter? Is this realistic? Well, if we were on average to change our electricity use from our current, which is about $650 a year, and we were to be more like our friends down in, up in Okanagan, we'd be spending about $540. And if we were like the lovely folks down in the city of Ellensburg, we would be spending about $300 a year only. A year, that's like $25 a month on our electricity because they just use so much less electricity. So it is possible to significantly reduce your bills as folks in these other similar climates can show us. So if you wanna lower your bills, the big lever is using less electricity and we can help. Thank you for uh, joining my data minute. We're gonna go back now and we're gonna go chat with Frank. <laughs> hey Frank, I had Hi. to do it. I had to do it. I was so curious about I gotta, where our I rates fit in to everything. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty awesome. Thank you. And if you don't believe me, please go to the Energy Information Administration, EIA's website, is a government organization, and all of this stuff is public. You can go and you can look at how much Kootenai Cooperative power costs and how much people up there use if you are so inclined on your own. <laughs> yeah, that was close. 
Yeah, pretty amazing numbers. I mean, as you can see that with Ellensburg having being so close, you know, the, the they're built uh, being a little different than what the average is here. So yeah, it's, that's good info. Yeah, for sure. I know. And, and it's hard, right? People are like, well, I'm not the average home. Yes, I, I totally hear you. Like some homes, like my parents' house was built in 1929 over on the Wenatchee side. And uh, they couldn't actually keep it, I believe, above like 66 degrees when that cold snap happened because it's just so leaky. And that's one of the things on their list, right? You got to seal it up right. and make sure that you're, you're keeping the heat inside your home. You're paying for it, so you might as well enjoy it. Right, yeah. I mean, there's so many variables when it comes to, you know, energy usage. Like I said, your parent home is a, an older home. I mean, you got old homes, new homes, you know, homes that were built in the 50s, 40s. I mean, the, you know, different windows, insulation, uh, square footage. I mean, it's, it's a lot, you know, it's so many different variables. But, uh, of course, we have our ex experts here at our conservation department. Uh, your, your co-workers are pretty awesome. Uh, shout out to Sergio Griselda and the rest of the team. Uh, Dr. Jim, he's pretty knowledgeable. He's, uh, yeah, he's uh, some of the, he's very interesting to talk to and because he knows a lot about, uh, you know, the solar and if you're into electric cars and that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, we have our experts, so including yourself, of course. Yeah. Well, actually, we have some questions for you today. And if you are watching and you have questions for Frank about your bills, please drop them into the chat. So one of the ones that your team has been getting a ton is, my bill increased a lot. Have you increased my rates? What do you tell folks? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, definitely not a rate increase. Uh, we did have a rate increase uh, last year uh this was june 1st of last year and it was only uh, an increase to the basic charge so it went from basically from 945 to 1120 that was the the increase and uh, like i said that was june 1st of last year uh, if customers are seeing you know higher bills it is because of the the cold uh cold weather especially those days where the temperatures were in the single digits uh, I do remember, uh, I can't remember how many days we had single digits. I don't know if you know, if you have any info on that, Lacey, but. No, I don't. No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I know those those single digit, you know, days, that that actually is probably one of the, the main factors. You know, the bills are showing up now uh, the way they are. Uh, it's very substantial, substantial increase uh, from the prior month. And because uh, they were, you know, I think it's the last couple of years where we didn't have temperatures this cold. Uh, we have, you know, a lot of customers haven't seen them this this high, especially for, uh, you know, people buying that bought new homes within that time frame, uh, renters moving in, students, you know, getting their first apartment, uh, things like that. And so, uh, you know, the, the main thing is to, to, con to consider is, you know, this this month in the winter, it, it will be high. Um, but if you if you see your bill, you know, and if, you, if it looks different, if it looks much higher, uh, 
that is one of the explanations, the cold, the cold snap that we had. Um, and we are also building uh, 30, 30 days behind. So basically, if we generate your bill today, um, which is where are we? Oh, you what? know where we are? <laughs> Groundhog Day. Oh, is it? I think so. It's Groundhog Day. And I think we need, one of my coworkers said that he saw his shadow. Okay, so warmer days are coming. Is that what that means? I don't know. Okay, cool. So we've got a groundhog shadow. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so you got to watch out for that, you know, because if we're getting more winter, then are we really getting more? You know, is it gonna hang, hang out way longer? Um, we got to believe this. Uh, what is his name or her name? This people. It's got a long name. I can't remember. But anyways, yeah, the the cold. Yeah, that cold snap is definitely did a, um, you know, is what made this bill so high. And, um, you know, we are here uh, for our customers and we definitely want to, if, you know, facing something on their bill that doesn't look right, just, you know, reach out to us, give us a call. Um, we're happy to help. We have a very knowledgeable staff, friendly. Uh, and I guess the main thing is to, you know, just pay attention to the bill. Uh, it has different sections, uh, different sections where, you know, it'll have your meter number, the dates of service, uh, whether it was a 30 day period, 29, you know, depending. Uh, and then also on there, there is a box, which is very, very important in this time of the year um, that it says if it's an estimate or not. Uh, and that is very important because uh, right now, we had, since we had that storm on the, what day was that? Um, the sixth? No, I could be off. But this, whenever we got those 500 inches of snow. <laughs> remember when that was? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. I was actually out of the area for most of December. Full disclosure. So, oh. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay, so there was a big dump of snow, and what happened? Can you hear me, Lacey? Yes, I can totally hear you. Can you hear me okay? Testing? Frank, we got you. I think she might be somewhere. Hopefully, we're still going live. Anyways, so. Uh, so yeah, we had that snowstorm, and uh, what that did was um, it created a mess for uh, reading our meters, which reading the meters is key to getting a correct bill. And so the the idea here is to, um, you know, with the storm, uh, we're still, you know, dealing with trying to access those meters. And what we ask for from our customers is uh, if, you know, if, if they can and are willing to do it and, are, and it's safe, of course, be safe out there on the ice. But have some access, have clear the access to the meters so we can get to them. So our meter readers can actually, you know, access that meter and get that read, which is so important to creating, creating that bill. And so that is the, that is the, the goal, you know, to, to have accurate meter reading and uh, get those bills in a timely manner. Um, we did have a couple other questions. I'm going to go ahead and show them. This one is perhaps one of the more controversial questions. 
Um, this was related to bills being a bit higher. Peggy said, well, you know, someone has to pay for the big buildings being built. I'm just going to go ahead and claim this. I will take this question on. So I think she might be referring to the new service center. And the backstory behind the service center is that I'm not going to call our eight existing buildings jalopies, but they're a little bit haggard in places and a little bit unsafe. A few years ago, people looked at what should we do? Should we overhaul all of these buildings, right? All eight of them, bring them up to health and safety standards. And instead of having a few hundred staff, we now have about 800 employees at the PUD since these buildings were built. So what do we do? We looked at five different options, priced them all out, and evidently taking our jalopies and upgrading them costs a lot more than just getting a new rig and centralizing everything. And apparently centralizing our fleet in particular saves about $750,000 each year just in shifting things around and the transportation costs associated with it. So Peggy, I wish this were just a big splurge, but really it's time that mama just got a a new car. (laughs) So the rates, as I mentioned, they are 3.2 cents per kilowatt hour. They are the second lowest in the entire country. Our bills are the fifth lowest in the country. And the reason why is because the PUD takes money from selling energy elsewhere and we bring it back and we subsidize our rates. So the big building being built is actually a money saving um, option in the long run. Thanks for your question. Frank, Hi. I see and hear you. So I could, I could hear. I could hear myself, but I couldn't hear you. So I just kept on rambling. I don't know how much of that we got. I got zero. I don't know if other people got any, but <laughs> I filled in some time talking about our service center and the money that it actually will save. But, but I have a new question. Oh, did you want to add Frank something to that? Frank the Tank is back. <laughs> Frank the Tank is back. I love it. <laughs> All right. Here's a question for you. All I have right. a high bill. Can you come out and check my meter for me, Frank? Maybe maybe it's something wrong with my meter. You betcha. If you really? want your meter check, we can check it. Yeah. Um, what, what we normally look at is uh, we look at the usage. So the main thing to, to consider is the the usage with you know prior years. Uh, obviously, the you know the last couple of years might not match to what this the latest bill would have been. So what I do and what we do is we look at you know three years ago. If that meter, um, if that usage is, you know, closer to what it is now, you know, that tells us that um, it falls in line, you know, with the usage. Uh, if it's something, you know, extra, extraordinarily high, then at that point, you know, we definitely, you know, would want to check the meter. But for the most part, we can tell if, you know, if it's uh, just a high bill from from this, you know, from this uh, cold snap that we had. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you can kind of tell what's going on once you read read the meter. Okay. Awesome. Um, Here's another one that that you've often gotten. So I have an empty home. I'm not using it. And yet my bills are still high. What's going on there? Um, Bills are high with an empty home. Uh, Is there squatters? Possibly, you don't want squatters, but uh, no. I mean, for the most part, if it's you know people that leave in the in the win- winter, uh, snowbirds, you know, when they travel down to Arizona, or just someone that has possibly a rental that's empty, um, you know, we you got to consider the 
the the usage of energy or the the creation of energy uh, when people are there you know you're using uh, you're cooking uh, you're showering you're you know you have more bodies in the house that are doing things and so that creates energy and so that's what one of the things people don't you know don't realize but um, that that actually helps you you know save save money and so by even having the 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 house empty it doesn't mean that um the the heater is not working like it should right because um the heater basically needs to, the colder it is it, keep, it needs to kick in uh much more often right so it'll still to heat up the house it'll still have to uh come on every you know however many minutes if the temperature is at let's say 10 12 degrees versus uh being 25 30 degrees so uh, again, different variables, but one of the, one of the main things is is that you know that even though the you, you have your thermostat set at a lower temperature, it doesn't mean that you know the the that furnace is not working you know a lot harder to to keep that temperature at that level. So. Yeah, we have a comment here from Fitz. He's saying water heaters, forgotten heaters, bad HVAC pumps are a few examples. That's right. Yeah, so these, as we saw um, in sort of the breakdown, heating is a big energy draw for our homes, of course. It's about 43% in Chelan County on average. 53% uh, is base loads, which are totally these water heaters and other appliances, your lighting, all of that sort of stuff that's always running. And people don't think about these phantom loads that can be drawing energy, whether you're watching TV or not, or whether your phone is 100% charged or not, those devices can still be drawing power, which use energy. And same with, yeah, the water heater one. This is one of the cool things about a hybrid water heater is that you can, you know, actually just turn it off from your phone when you leave and then you can turn it back on so you don't have to suffer through cold water at the beginning. So yeah, if you are outside of outside of the area, you can manage these with smart, smart Wi-Fi connected devices. Um, right. So that they turn off, which is cool. All right, that's great. Yeah, in fact, I have a, a nest at home. We got we got it about two years ago, and this uh, nest um, it it kind of learns your you know your your schedules. I mean, you can do a manual schedule set you know sixty seven. Uh, throughout the night and then come on at 69 in the morning for a couple of hours uh, you, you can customize it and it also learns when you you know if you if you turn it on to kind of track where your phone is it'll it'll if you leave the home it'll also you know maybe lower the temperature so it, it kind of learns uh, and obviously you guys are experts on this subject too so I'm just a rookie with a smart thermostat you're home. you're a user you're a <laughs> user you're yeah. a, you're a case study <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> that's great so you love it i mean yeah. the thing with all of the smart products is that they're trying to be you know it's it's one less thing to think about i don't know about you but i don't always think about resetting my water heater or you know different things like that so but all of these little changes add up that's right yeah okay so you kind of address this um but one, one person had a question of my temperature is set for 60 degrees and yet my bill is still super high. So again, like the heating is 
probably reduced from if you had a balmy 70 degrees in your home. But what else is going on in this house in winter specifically that would cause their bill to be a little bit higher? I think mainly is that the, the you know, like we said it before, the main thing is uh, the average temperature for that billing cycle, uh, you know, compared to previous years. Uh, that'll, I mean, that'll do it. If, you know, this, you know, if we had this cold snap, those, you know, those average temperatures for the month of, you know, the end of December, uh, uh, January, uh, you know, it was, it was much colder than those two previous years. So, obviously that'll you know that'll increase the that bill and so it's uh yeah i mean the the, the you know setting up the thermostat at 60 versus 69 um it should save you some energy but still you know if it's much colder than you know previous years it's it's gonna do it's gonna it will increase your bill so yeah it's actually kind of interesting um this year was colder than the last two years absolutely but you may have forgotten that the last two years have been extraordinarily warm in winter. So the last two years were the anomaly, not this year. This is sort of a normal winter, what we used to have four years and and further back. We don't remember it, but this is kind of a bit of a normal winter compared with the last two years, which were a bit odd. So our bills are higher this year than last year, but this year is more like a typical year, a typical winter. So if you're considering, you know, maybe things weren't as comfortable or like my parents' house wasn't able to stay as warm as they were hoping, making the investment to your home so that there's less heat loss or things are more comfortable, this is a year that you can kind of model for the future as what a typical winter should look like, more or less. Cool. Okay. So so one last question about this, and then I wanted to deep dive into bill assistance and payment plans and things like that. So the last question that we have is, this person has a new home, which shouldn't use that much energy. What's going on? Why is their house, why are their bills a bit higher than they expected? So it's a newer home? Newer home. Um, again, you know, it's a, if it's a newer home, you know, how new is it is the question because, uh, if we don't have enough history on on this, you know, new meter, uh, it's hard to tell, you know, what kind of energy usage this home would have had, you know, when when this bill was similar to, you know, a regular winter bill four years ago. So, uh, if there's no, you know, there's no history on this meter, uh, there, you know, it, it's hard to tell. But the main thing uh, is how how big is the home? You know, if you're if you're talking uh, 1,500 square foot home versus, uh, you know, 25, 3,000, 4,000 square foot home, uh, then again, you're once you're getting over the 2,000, you know, to 4,000 square foot homes, you will have a, a pretty size, you know, pretty large bill. So, uh, you know, there's different things. And another thing that we that we've seen or I've seen uh, is that when when the contractors or whoever installs, installs their HVAC system, uh, they kind of teach their customers to use emergency heat or when not to use it. Uh, I don't have a heat pop at home, which I should get, by the way. You should get. <laughs> I should get. Uh, but I, uh, talking to uh, Griselda, uh, I know she said that 
uh, when when they have the emergency heat running, it basically the you know the, the bills will be pretty high. So uh, and this is typical sometimes for for new homes. So that's that's one thing to to consider. You know, if you have a heat pump, water the settings, make sure you know what you are doing. Um, mm-hmm. And if not, you know, ask, uh, give give us a call, right? I mean, yeah. you wanna, or your contractor, whoever installed the 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 product. Yeah, I actually got this question yesterday at the grocery store. Hi, Gary, if you're listening. Gary was curious about e-heat. Um, e-heat on a heat pump means emergency heat. And what it does is it takes your snazzy heat pump that you paid for and it turns it into a you know basic electric resistance furnace like this. And he said, well, when should I do it? And I said, well, it depends how dumb your thermostat is. Because most, pretty much all modern thermostats, whether they're a smart thermostat or they're just a basic programmable thermostat when you connect that with your heat pump, it controls your heat pump and the outside compressor based on actual conditions and your set points. So if it's really, really cold outside and your compressor is not going to get a lot of efficiency from running the heat pump and it needs more resistance backup in your air handling unit inside, your thermostat is going to say, hey, run it a little bit more like an electric resistance heater and less like a heat pump because it's so darn cold out there, we can't pull that much energy from outside and it will run that way. So your thermostat and your control panel is actually supposed to, it's designed to control your heat pump to run in the optimal way. If you go and you just switch the whole thing over to e-heat, like Frank's saying, your electric bills are gonna go up because you're overriding the control panel of your heat pump and just turning it into a very inefficient resistance heater. So don't do that. Just let your thermostat do its job, which is controlling when the compressor goes on and off and all those fun things that you don't have to worry about. And you'll save on your on your energy bill. That's a great point. Sorry, I'll stop going on a tangent about e-heat. Back to you, Frank. <laughs> well, that's, that's pretty awesome info, see? I knew you were uh, you would have an answer for us, so thank you. <laughs> All right, Frank, I have some questions for you on, you know, whether whether we have affordable bills or not, and how it compares to the rest of the country, schmuntry. Like, who cares? At the end of the day, we have we have bills we got to pay, and if you, people are struggling and making it happen right now, what do you sell them? If you know, if they're struggling, the main thing to consider is. If you're struggling, uh, you know you have pending bills, right? And the the thing to to look at is just grab that grab that bill, you know, that we're sending you. Whether it's a paper in the mail, grab it, look at it, you know, see how how far behind you are. Um, you know, we might even send you a, some kind of notice, you know, and uh, look at those. That's the main thing because. Ultimately, what we want you to do is reach out to us. You know, if you if you have a pass through amount, um, please get a hold of us. Uh, our intention is not to disconnect any any service. That is definitely not our intention. Uh, we want to work with our customers and you know keep people people warm, especially this time of the year. Um, but um, make sure that you're you know looking at those bills because. Um, you know, if you haven't paid in six, seven months or over a year, obviously, you know, it's, uh, and we, you know, we've been trying to reach, reach you, then, uh, we, we're, we're trying our best to, to, you know, to, 
to keep things afloat, right? So uh, obviously, if you if you need to pay a bill, uh, let us know. You know, if you need the help, we have uh, resources. You know, we have uh, community action that we work with. Um, they're they're great to you know to to help customers. Uh, if, you know, in a in a tough situation, so you can reach out to them. Uh, yeah, the community also... action has um, so they also they offer you know bill assistance, but they also offer emergency heat repair. So if your heating goes out in winter, they can help with things like that, like just getting it back in online. So they're a good resource. That's right. That's right. So that, that that's the thing, you know. We wanna we want our customers. I know that have have our uh, you know have a a balance with us, a high balance, or that know that our past to please reach out to us. Um, that's that's the main thing. We just want to talk to you and and see what we can do to you know help you out. Um, and that's that's the the main thing. You know, just just give us a call. Okay, cool. I like that. Give us a call. We're there to help. Community Action has some funds in terms of it's called LIHEAP um, and other you know bill assistance. Barring all of that, we also have the Helping Hand program, which is it, it runs off of donations from customer customers at the PUD, which is really amazing. Um, so that's one way. If you are feeling super grateful and you want to give back, you can donate to Helping Hand, and it will go directly to customers in need in Chelan County to help them with these winter bills. So that's a great, great thing to yeah, know about as well. And, and just to add to this, um, when when we have a when we have a customers that you know that are up for uh, disconnection uh, the last thing we want to do is send our service uh, department out there uh, because what the way the process works is is this way um, if a customer hasn't paid and they're up for disconnection uh, we we leave a you know if we can't if we call them try to call them leave voicemails and emails and we we're not getting a response then uh, what we do is we send out our service department and they leave a door hanger, right? So it's a, it's a door hanger. And this door hanger, this is very crucial right here because door hangers are $35 a piece, right? So you're at adding $35 fee to your account. And then if we don't hear from you at that point, we're going to go back. Our service department will go back and disconnect the service and this is the unfortunate part you know we don't want to get to this point and if we do do disconnect the service it's another 35 dollar fee right and then usually by the time we disconnect the service that kind of gets the attention of the customers right um if we don't have power i mean obviously something's going on that's when we get the call right and by the time we get that call we're gonna add another $35 fee to go back and connect your service. So by the time we're done, um, this adds $105 to your, to your bill. And this is, I mean, this is definitely something we can avoid uh, by just calling us, you know, just give us a call um, because that that is key, you know, just being in contact with us and, and then uh, figuring out what we can do for you, okay? Yeah, for sure. This was something that I thought was really interesting when I learned more about the process of how your team handles um, late bills and things like that. Your your 
MO, your entire goal at that point is just to try to help folks get their bills paid. It's not to shake them down or anything like that. It's to connect them with the resources to help them lower their bills. And you're absolutely right. If you let it, if you kind of just keep tucking it under the rug, <laughs> eventually it, it kind of adds up. So right. take advantage of the resources available before it becomes an even bigger issue. Yeah, That's for sure. That makes sense. All right. You know what, Frank? I'm going to do a last call um, on the chat and see if anyone has other questions for you. Thank you so much for explaining how, you know, these common questions of winter bills that happens every year where we get surprised. I guess one thing that customers should know about is the equal payment plan. So if you don't want to get surprised every winter and instead you want to equalize your monthly payments so that you pay 12 kind of equal installments, is that an option for everyone? Um, uh, yes, of course. So the equal payment, the, the way it works, it, you have to be living in a, in, you know, living in a, in a house or apartment or wherever you are uh, for at least a full year in order to, to qualify for the, for the equal payment program. Uh, the equal payment program, the way it works, it uh, it, it looks at the, the usage for those full months and then it'll average out to give you an amount. So basically, you know, if you, let's say you, for those full months, you average $50. So that would be the, 50, you know, $50 that you'd be paying forward, right? And so in a, in a year after we activate the equal payment, uh, it's it's not from January to January. So let's say uh, you as a customer called today, uh, the second of February. Uh, so the equal payment next year in 2023 will reevaluate and look at the 12 months from now until then and reassess the the numbers if it needs to. So if, if that 50, you know, if you use more energy than the last 12 months, then that 50 could become 55 or 60, and um, that's how the equal payment program works. So it's it's a great tool. Um, you just gotta make sure the one thing also with the uh, equal payment, you gotta make sure that you're paying the bill on time. This is crucial and I can't emphasize it enough because what happens is if you miss a couple of payments, then it'll take you off the equal payment and then it'll build the full balance on the account. And we don't, obviously we don't wanna do that. And, uh, it keeps it clean, you know. If you if you can make the payment, um, even better if you can set up auto pay, right? So it just takes it out of your checking account, out of your you know using your debit card, checking account, whatever you want to use as a payment method, and uh, that's that's the the ideal way to do it. So uh, yeah, definitely a great uh, tool that we have. So there it is. That's that's a great combo. So you do the equal pay, and then you set up the auto payment. So that the same amount every month is coming out automatically from your checking account, done. That's correct. Cool. Even a credit card, if you want to use a Visa MasterCard, we don't do American Express, but Visa um, or MasterCard, if you want to earn miles, points, whatever you want to earn, so you can go on that trip to you know get away to the warm weather right now in this time. So. <laughs> There you go. Paying your bills to give you cash back. Yeah. All right. Cool. That's great. All right. Well, Frank, I don't see any other questions in the comments. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to share for posterity. This is 
thank you so much joining us. This is your big moment. So let me know if there's something else you'd like to share with customers. I actually do. Uh, okay. When we lost the communication, I'm not sure what, how much of it uh, was heard. I'm thinking I everything. I, uh, I think but, we lost you like solidly. So uh, do okay, the spiel. Uh, let, tell me. <laughs> so that, so that this snowstorm brought uh, some challenges to our uh, meter readers, right? So we have our meter readers that go out there and get a read every month to so we can bill you correctly. And um, with so much snow and now that it's frozen, it makes it hard, right, for our meter readers to get to that meter. Uh, and so what what's going to happen is because of this, that's, you know, the last, you know, 30 days, however long it's been since it's snowed, uh, we've, we've actually, our system can estimate uh, the reads. So in the next month, when you get the, the, the bills for the next month, you're going to see uh, what we call a true up bill, where uh, we'll actually get a read, and then it'll rebuild it from the last real read, you know, which would have been before the storm. And so that's key. If, if you can, uh, I know if, if you can do it safely, uh, please go out there and, uh, you know, clear the, the access to the meter. Uh, because that's that's very crucial to to get that you know the, get that read which uh, in turn generates the the bill and it gets a correct bill uh, sent out to you. Okay, cool. And this is something that we only have to hobble along with estimates for a little while longer until we get AMI, so the the smart meters that are going out. Right. And then we don't have to do that. You don't get estimates. You get real real bills, like real ones, based off of what you really use. <laughs> that's right that's a whole nother show right <laughs> yes ami is a totally different <laughs> show right. yeah but that's that's true this is one big disadvantage with having the old school meters that you actually have to like go trudge through the snow to try to read which isn't happening in a snowstorm yeah that's right <laughs> awesome well frank thank you so much again i really appreciate it and uh you know if if you guys need to sort out your bills, you're interested in equal payment plan, any of that stuff, give Frank and his team a call. They are there, ready to help you out and solve your your billing issues. That's right. We're here to we're here to help. And uh, you know, if you something changes in your, you know, if you have a different phone number, email, anything like that, give us a call because we we want to have the the right way to reach you. Um, you know that. That's uh, that's key information that we need, not only for for being able to you know uh, get you the the billing to you, uh, but also for emergencies. You know, we want to have the those numbers or emails, actually main, mainly numbers. You know, so we can if there's an emergency, we can we can uh, make it make a quick uh, call to you. So that's the, that's the main thing. And then again, uh, just thanking our customers that contribute to our helping helping hand. Uh, Without them, you know, it's, you know, they're the ones uh, helping out their neighbors. Uh, so that's, that this comes from the bottom of my heart. I don't know if you can <laughs> see it over here somewhere, but thank you uh, to all those customers that contribute to this Helping Hand program. Uh, it's in, right there in your bill. If you want to contribute a dollar, whatever it is, if you can, you know, you're helping a family that, that could, you know, be struggling. Uh, Again, uh, this is we can set it up automatic, you know, be a recurring one dollar, two dollar, five dollar, ten dollar, 
or 10,000 if you want to give 10,000. Uh, <laughs> but, it, you know, it's a great program. And again, I just want to thank all those customers that have uh, contributed to, to this fund over the years. Yeah, so, absolutely. Thanks, Jason. Yeah, thank you, Frank. We'll see you next time. When? Actually, in two weeks. So you, you snuck in here. I actually had episode one scheduled for two weeks, but this is really important. So we wanted to chat about high bills, but on the 16th, so in two weeks, two days after Valentine's Day, uh, we have a real life Canadian energy efficiency expert coming in, Dave Shipley. Uh, he grew up in Saskatoon, so he can tell you how to handle winter, folks and how to lower your bills. He's also, um, he also works in energy efficiency forecasting. So he is helping model how in the world Canada is going to transition to a low carbon energy future, including the electrification of everything, uh, cars and heating and all of that stuff. So it's gonna be a really interesting conversation with a real life Canuck. All right. I'll see you there. <laughs> can't, wait, can't wait to see it. All right, cool. Thank you again, Frank. Bye. Thanks, Lacey. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Power Hour, Season 2, Episode 1. Subscribe to this Power Hour podcast, and you'll know when Episode 2 is ready for your listening pleasure. Join us next time to chat with Dave Shipley, energy engineer and real-life Canadian, to talk about surthriving winter while keeping your bills low and how utilities are transitioning to a low-carbon future. Visit chelanpud.org slash powerhour for all the episodes of Season 1. You can also listen anytime right here on the Power Hour podcast, brought to you by Chelan County PUD, building a brighter future. I'm your host, Lacey Stockton, wishing you a joyful and cozy Valentine's Day, Chelan County.